Uh, so there were about 5,000 to 8,000 people uh, who were new converts in Christianity. We have the 3,000 at the day of Pentecost, and then there's a 5,000 mentioned at the beginning of Acts chapter 4. So you, you put that together, there's somewhere between 5,000 and 8,000 people. But what I find interesting here is that they had to stay longer because they wanted to help in the evangelistic uh, effort that was going on. Well, with that, there was some need uh, that came out that, that the, they needed to be able to stay longer because they hadn't planned this. They had planned to come to the festivities at the day of Pentecost and leave. Uh, but that's the power that God has the, of changing plans on you pretty quick. So before we, before we kind of get into this, there's two words that I want to look at and distinguish their definition of. One is giving. In the sense that we're going to talk about giving, I want to think about transferring possession. That what I have, if I give to somebody, I'm transferring a possession to. And then another word, sharing. That's a little different because if I'm sharing something with you, it's a joint ownership. Everything that I have is now accessible to you. So it's, it's important to understand here the difference between these two things. Looking in verse 32, looking in verse 32 uh, that all things were common property to them. They were sharing with each other. That it was becoming an equal society here in the new kingdom, that, that they were sharing with one another. I want to look um, really quickly, Brother James Kaufman, uh, he was a commentator. This is what he said uh, about this act. It says, upon Luke's first mention of this matter, of all things common, the comment was made that it was the result of no clear commandment of either Christ or the apostles. So them sharing, it's not commanded of them. This is free, uh, this is them freely sharing with each other. So it's not a socialism or, or communism, so to speak. This is free to everyone. This is the humility they have. And while this is true enough, there yet remains the overwhelming impact of this generosity of the first Christians as an example for the church of all ages. And it truly is. This should be an example to us uh, that in this brotherhood that, that we would share with each other, not that it's commanded, but that we would do it freely because the generosity has an impact. All the time in, in doctrinal issues, we want to say, well, we need to follow the example of the early church, of the first century Christians. And to a degree, I would say that's absolutely correct. But also, going further than that, also in their actions, not just in doctrine, but in how they lived life. I think there's something to be said there, too. So this idea of unity came about through sharing in the brotherhood. It's also mentioned in Galatians chapter 6. It says, brethren, even if anyone is caught in any trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness, each one looking to yourself so that you too will not be tempted. Bear one another's burdens and thereby fulfill the law of Christ. For if anyone thinks he is something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. Again, this, this unity that they had, the early church uh, really starting out here in Acts was very good at this. Uh, they didn't think too highly of themselves. What they had was free that they would share with one another, they humbled themselves. And that truly says something for us today. We should humble ourselves and share with one another. Not only that, though, they did share in Jesus, in the power of Jesus. They were of one mind, one soul, verse 32 tells us this. And they all believed in the power of Jesus. That, that's something to be said, too, remembering this number. 5,000 to 8,000 Christians, it said that they all shared. 5,000 to 8,000 people. If we think about that in our world today, would we all be of one mind and one soul? If we put 8,000 Christians in a room, would we be all of one mind, believing in the same thing? 
Would we all be willing to share everything we had, everything that we had with one another? I'm not so sure that we would, but the early church was. This, this kind of is mentioned uh, in Galatians chapter 3. For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free man. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. The early church truly believed this, that they were all one in Christ Jesus. Today we believe it, but I don't know that we act like we believe it. Well, I want to leave you with an invitation here, looking in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Uh, Paul's talking about the church in relation, uh, and kind of using a metaphor that it's a body. Verse 13 of 1 Corinthians chapter 12, For by one spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and we were all made to drink of one spirit. For the body is not one member, but many. Verse 27, Now you are Christ's body, and individually members of it. Now to the counterpart of that, verse 26, And if one member suffers, and all the members suffer with it, if one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. That truly says a lot about the family of God, that, that we truly are a body that we uh, share with one another in good times and in bad. Uh, perhaps today that you're having a bad time that you need to share uh, with your brothers and sisters that, that we could help pray for you, we could, we could share in prayer with you, or perhaps that you need to share in Jesus and to the salvation plan that he has for you. We would invite you to do such as we stand and sing our invitation song.